Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum! Shall we, um, uh, make noises with our mouths? <laughs> Once again with the phrasing, but yes, yes, I believe okay. we shall. Okay, three, two, one. Oh. Exciting and new. You said the love boat, so oh, I remembered shoot. last episode. You remember? Oh my god, I can't even remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi everybody. I hope you're having a lovely time. Um, uh, I, I'm not joking when I say heavily medicated. I've just taken uh, some 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 painkillers for a, a leg injury, and I'm on Planet Wibble. Um, so, Grackies take care of everything while i rest against the microphone i will do just that and you're we'll start awesome off thank your you short-term memory fails you dublar what have you been playing this week i have actually been playing games i know i hey, know games. that's just crazy speak um i actually uh played uh three games this week um one of which was star citizen and social module oh my word we'll it, get to it we'll we'll get, we'll get to that yeah so let's say we've oh, been, yeah. let's say i've been playing social module we're, we're gonna we're gonna tease them with it a little bit hold back and then then just unleash oh okay so social module <laughs> um oh excuse me <laughs> okay and uh i've been playing a game called uh duskers now um Duskers is a game by a person who made. If you've if you've heard of a game called uh, a virus named Tom, uh, I have not. It was a quite a good game. Um, basically, you were a virus named Tom. It's it's really there in the title. Is uh, Duskers the one with the Roombas? Duskers is Roomba Central. So yeah, so uh, Grackies has gone straight to it. You you basically are. It's a roguelike. Um, you have to travel the galaxy trying to get somewhere. I didn't really pay attention to that bit. Um, <laughs> Story, who needs it? Hey, hey. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we're getting questions in chat going, what colors does Planet Wibble smell like? Uh, thanks, blood. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so Duskers is, is a, yeah, it's not Snozberry. You've got, if you Google that, you'll find weird things. Um, so, uh, Duskers is a roguelike game where you, uh, basically, um, use drones to scavenge, uh, ships. Um, and you've got a top-down, like, kind of, uh, like, architect design of, of, of a, of a, like, a four-plan layout where you can control and move uh, the drones around, or you've actually got in the um in the ship where it's still a top down but it's got a little bit more kind of grainy detail because you're only seen and experiencing through the through the kind of roombas as it were but all, all of these you, you you can control it with cursors but you've actually okay. got a, a command screen interface so you can say navigate our navigate oh. uh, number of drone uh, R1, so it goes to room one. That's old and, school gaming style. Yeah, so um, it's really like kind of a logic puzzle because you're trying to, um, because your your drones have different powers and abilities, um, which are randomized. So the first time I played it, I have I had something which could do motion detection, and as long as it remained stationless, it could motion detect all the adjoining rooms that had power. Oh, that's um, nice. But then the next time I played it, I didn't have that power. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to open this door. And I don't know what really is in there. Uh, and that's because there can be hostile intruders. Now, there are things such as stun and, and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I didn't know how to operate that um, because I would like go, I have managed to navigate the, the logic of you know bypassing the monster or whatever it is. Um, and uh, I then open a door to go through, and then I realized that I'd left another door open, which allowed the monster to escape. And oh. it, exactly, and, and it's like my 
uh my my roombas were getting absolutely destroyed i'm going i don't even have time to type stun are they <laughs> monsters or are they other enemy like roombas no idea it's too fast you don't you can't tell in fact in in chat because i was streaming it there were a few people saying to be you don't your only interaction is with the roombas into into these rooms so it could be that they're just humans we don't know what they are so, do, or cats. Cats really don't like Roombas. That's true. Space Roombas are the worst. It's space cats. Um, oh my god, that would be a great musical. Space cats. Um, so, yeah, so because... So because of that, I mean, we could be actually like um, the Omega Man. We could we could be the bad guy um, attacking and pillaging other ships. We don't know. In fact, to be honest, could easily be. Could be the twist. Um, now, I, I really... When I was playing it, I didn't really feel too connected to the game. But... Okay. You know that kind of in the dark of the night as you go to, as you go to sleep, your brain kind of focuses on things and yes sometimes it can be fanciful stories or in remembering engagements i went to sleep thinking of duskers um so there's all those roombas lost all those roombas the roomba potential which would be a great novel title um uh, so i'm going to be going back to that because it's it's got me it's got me hooked um there's something That's a there of a good game um, I'm being asked in chat if I can feel my hair. Yes. Can I feel your hair? I can send you my hair. <laughs> That'd be an interesting package. Mm -hmm. We'll make it happen. Um, and, uh, I also played, um, Shadowrun Hong Kong. Now, when I say played, I mean started. Um, and it's so far, I mean, if anybody's played, um, Shadowrun, uh, games, uh, Hellbrain's, Hell, is it Hellbrain games? Um, they, it's an isometric kind of style, kind of, uh, three, uh, like, full 3D kind of move people and walk people around. Um, top down. Top, that's the word, thank you. Um, and, Sort of old Baldur's Gate style, it yeah. looked like, that sort of top-down RPG, but turn-based with yeah. squares? Okay. You're using all the magic words. Um, so people who know me um, would know that Dragonfall um, was the last the last one they did. I actually came very close to being my game of the year last year. Um, purely because even though it had common story beats and in some ways was, you know, like absolutely telegraphed, like, you know, people xyz people will die so concern tm can be created and all that kind of stuff it just sang it worked so well it was it was it was perfect um and uh i really feel that uh they've learned from that and improved on that in what i've seen so far of shadowrun hong kong it's only just started it's got a uh, far more adult language we can safely say um, but yes. some, it, it, it's kind of like that guilty pleasure, um, not deep enough into it to give it a full appraisal, but damn, it's good. I did have to give you a little crap though oh, go on. about Shadowrun. Go on. Because when I talked about how I played XCOM and you poked at my tactical decisions a little bit, I noticed oh, yeah, that you Shadowrun, me. oh yes, I noticed Shadowrun is... Very similar in that turn-based tactical combat style. Pick your weapons, set up your people. It, it was it was pretty much the same. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. the tactical decisions you made, I'm like, hey, that's the same as I do. See, yeah. when you're streaming, it, it just goes all to crap. Your tactical mind goes out the window and you yeah. go, let's be insane. Yeah, I sucked balls. Go on. <laughs> No, no, uh, it was, you it was embarrassing. Amazingly. It was embarrassing, no, wasn't no, it? No. <laughs> you streamed amazingly. See, that's the difference. Is doing the other stuff is too boring, so you go, you know what? I'm just going to be the crazy person, you know, and it worked wonderfully. Look, this person has a has a pistol, but they also have a rocket launcher. Can't <laughs> hit for shit, but when they do, it's awesome. I'm going to have you run towards them with that rocket launcher. 
exactly. <laughs> Stand in the middle of the street here, even though there's two guys coming up behind because you might get a shot off. I'll get you, you, you filthy dogs. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was good. Um, but yeah, so I need to I need to stream some more of that to say the least. Um, so yay, good times. Um, yeah, harebrained schemes make the current Shadowrun games. Um, I never actually played the Shadowrun role-playing game, so that's my um, that that's my confession. Um, a, a huge RPG. Um, there were just many other um, games out there at the time of Shadowrun. I knew about it. Lots of friends played it. Never got into it. Um, Shadowrun. Yeah. So um, I'm loving the chance to kind of revisit it now in in digital form, and I think they've done fantastic. And here's the really fun and important thing about these Shadowrun games. I know I'm kind of dragging on, but this is really important to share. It's got its own level editors. So, oh, that's so wonderful. You can buy this on Steam or elsewhere, but Steam Workshop. Um, and you can make your own um, stories and adventures. And you can also uh, pull out others' um, own stories and adventures and, and play it. Um, that sounds like fun that's a lot of fun um so yeah it's it's a it's a platform for creating your own storytelling as it were yeah and and that's pretty much all i've been playing now what about you sir for me um well this week i played star citizen i played star citizen a lot um, social module or you, attempted to play social module you, actually, at times you played star citizen to the point of uh, ruin oh, yes i i missed the moment but can you can you can you show us the outcome and tell us what happened i can hold on off camera here grabbing hey go to go to sorry there it is on camera for you. You can see the wires hanging out now and everything else down in here. To there's describe actually... this for audio. Um, yes, I'm about to. Um, yeah. This is my X52 joystick that I'm showing on camera now for the audio listeners. Are you sure it it's not your X36? Because it does seem somewhat reduced. It, it's it's halved. So it, it's actually my X26. So... so. It looks like uh, a 3D representation of a blueprint where you can see the innards because... It's, because I took half the casing off. But... It's, it's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator, but having lost a few pounds. So, basically what happened was it started... The joystick started sticking, um, where it would... I would try and move it, and if I moved anywhere outside of a small portion of center, mm -hmm. it would stick and then hitch and then it would jump forward so i couldn't control for aiming or for close maneuvering racing that sort of stuff it was a big big problem i needed something mm -hmm. to move smoothly you need a joystick to move smooth all the way from zero to 100 on any axis and it wasn't at about 10 it would yeah. go from like 10 and it would hitch and go to like 30 35 so there, there was a huge gap so i decided to fix it i took it apart got it fixed and as I was about to finish up with the initial fixing of it, somebody tipped me on my channel, which played my tip alert, and it made me jump, and I ripped oh, the wire you're off. Kidding me? So I actually ripped one of the wires. So I, I decided to do this off stream, but I didn't have a soldering iron because I'm not supposed to have a soldering iron here, even though I have lighter. It's it's weird. They have okay. weird stuff that I'm not supposed to have at the apartment. Anyway, basically what it came down to was I used a lighter and, and piece of wire and all that other stuff to heat up the solder and mm. got that piece of wire and stripped the casing off of it and reattached it. I got it all reattached yeah, and it was fine. And I got the whole case back together and it was working and the twist was working. It's fine. So as I'm testing it out, all of a sudden I hear a crack. What? And I'm like, what the hell was that? And then it's not twisting right and it's not moving and then i see pieces of plastic falling down past the spring and the problem was like tears in the rain pretty much the problem was where the joystick handle connects to the metal part of the shaft for a better for lack of a better term it's there's a great movie there, there's oh. metal in there and then there's plastic inside so it connects metal on metal and plastic on metal okay 
and the plastic had worn down a little bit as their grease essentially for lubricant in there wore off and mm -hmm. started working like sandpaper against the metal. So it was leaving metal burrs and scraped up. So yeah. what happened was it, it caused wrong. pitting and it cracked the plastic and the metal was ground down and it wasn't ever going to be repaired. And when it did that, I just went, ah, and threw it down and then all the wires kind of ripped out and parts of the plastic had already ripped out other wires inside and it was like, it's done. So what you're saying is next stage Viking burial. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty much. Oh, awesome. So I want video. That, that was playing Star Citizen this have you, week. Did you ever have you ever heard over there a game code I don't know if it was rebranded, but Daily Thompson's Decathlon? I have not. It was I think on the Commodore sixty four in the in the eighties, early nineties, it was a joystick killer because you you had to waggle it like an obsessive. Um and you would rip your stick out. Um oh. Right. Mm. Um, and so we, so I think Star Citizen is is the new Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Yeah, it's a bit of a joystick kill. It's killed a few X fifty twos, from what I know of. Yeah, there, um, there's a few people in Bad News Gaming, the group we're part of, that have lost X fifty twos now, and all of us, after about a year, we're right around the one year mark of use, of consistent use, and. One year straight of using a joystick almost daily, and, and it wears out and breaks. Yeah, but you've got fantastic uh, wrist strength. Well, yeah. The, um, it's like Popeye. But so, yeah, you... you uh, uh, <laughs> underscore test has killed a 3D Pro, but that's not hard. Um, and uh, But you've got a new stick. Do you want to show it off? I do indeed have a new stick. I ordered this. I really wish I hadn't had to order one, but I got a T16000M because it's within the price range that I could do. It's a Thrustmaster stick. Mm -hmm. Again, with the phrasing. The, um, so... hey, it, it says it right on the side of the stick, Thrustmaster. So um, how does it feel to use compared to the X52? Um, honestly, it's going to take some getting used to because it springs back to center pretty hard mm, mm. where that control is on there so it's going to take even more arm strength to it's control it strong perfectly. springy sp springy base because there isn't um attachments to it to increase leverage where you can make the stick hold higher like you can on a warthog mm. okay so, so anything... it'll, it'll take a little bit of work but i can no problem okay it'll be fine so it's we're talking we're talking about games we've been playing so you've been playing star citizen and that happened anything anything else you want to say about star citizen or have you been playing other games oh we'll talk more about the the wonderful experiencing that we've been alluding to social logic <laughs> okay uh hey aka ronin and then mad max oh yes because i was actually going to say because i saw you playing a bit of it and it it looked like you were like a pig and shit. You were oh having so much fun. God. I, I'm so addicted. I want to be playing it right now. It's that bad. Oh, God. Oh, that bad in a good way. Seriously, yes, that lingo. bad in a good way. Okay, so tell us about it. Um, the, the game has everything that I love in a game. It combines some of the best elements of my favorite quick combat style, which is sort of the Batman Shadow of Mordor style, which has come up lately for that third-person action combat, which is, you know, left-click, right-click, parry, left-click, combos, maybe a couple of other keyboard keys, but it's all about timing. So it's timing-based combat. It's almost like quick-time event on steroids combat. So they make it fun and interactive for for the way the combat works. It has upgrade and level up systems. It has looting. And anyone that saw me in my early days of streaming playing Dying Light knows how obsessed I am and OCD I am about getting loot. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I still remember those Dying Light times where it's like, oh, I can get a horde of 100 zombies here. Is... Hit them with Molotovs. Now I need to go collect all 100 loot bags. Yeah, this is why I absolutely loved Borderlands 2, but seriously, those guns had to stop collecting. I know, I'm <laughs> the same way. And so it has that stuff in there. You can upgrade your car. You can upgrade your character. You can do side... There's, oh my God, the number of side quests you can do. Um, 
it's a huge open world area. You can drive around in different cars and explore on top of that and do all the side quests, do the story missions. And then you can upgrade your bases in the game, too, by doing stuff and collecting things so that they I, feed you components. I saw so you do something on me. I was watching you last night. And uh, <laughs> so to, to picture the scene, um, Grakis is uh, in a car. He's been attacked by bandits and other cars. Oh, he, that one. Okay. He gets out of his car. The bandit it goes, you know, crests it past the over the hill, and he rolls out of the way three or four times as it, it tries to run him down. So it's kind of like uh, a matador against a bull, and uh, he rolls out of the way. The car uh, keeps going forwards. Uh, Max stands up and then pulls out uh, a sh like a son of shotgun I think it was yes and like a hip shot uh, in a fluid motion not even like an aim shot just kind of like lifts it up perfect lineup and shoots the other car's fuel tank and it blows up and he did it behind him too it was a yeah. no look on it the was camera a, a it no was just action. gun behind fire you know, it was an aimed shot. I will say that it, if you do the aim at the right time, it slows down motion mm. so you can aim the shot. Yeah. So I did do an aim, but he pulls it out of the holster over the sh behind him, like over the shoulder type of shot, just aims behind him. One shot, boom. And he's just not even looking at the explosion. It, yeah, this is it. This is like here. It's imagine you're walking away from the explosion, not looking at the explosion, but you just pulled the trigger that caused the explosion and you shot behind you. Um, but but you, everything was done that you you actually saw the identification of the fuel tank, and it, it was like mm, good. I have a few highlights I need to go pull out of that one. Yeah. Like my people need me highlight. Oh, I don't think I saw that. What happened uh, there? There's towers called Scarecrow Towers. They're just oh, like any other, sense, yeah. you know. Yeah. Any other game item thing, it's you know, it's a threat well, meter item. Well, no, it's like Just when I go and destroy them. When, when I go on holiday um, uh, to you know Ireland, I always go to Scarecrow Towers. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> but they're they're sort of metal towers with braziers on top with bodies attached to them to scare people off, warn them off type of thing. You know, post-apocalyptic scene. Brazier was a fantastic comedy show, though. But you can destroy them by smashing into them with your car. And I angled one shot and boosted at the right time that my smash actually took me up the base of it, smashed through it, and then shot me straight up into the air. Like, space type of height. Wow. So it was just one of those moments of, it, my people need me! And it, you see both <laughs> beneath the car and with it, this trailing fireball of pieces of the tower as I'm just launched into the air. And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't even hold my reaction on it. It was just, holy crap! Lovely, lovely. So, yes, that game is full of moments like that. It's it's wonderful, and I'm going to be playing that a lot. So uh, anything else? Was that was is that been the guts of it? Star Citizen, Mad Max, those were the main two, and then working on my special writing project that involves games. Ooh. Um. So I think it's time we've been like young, furtive. Uh, couple waiting holding back for the first time shall we talk about social mod module oh yes the social module oh my god okay so social module was released to the to the public graki's got uh pre-access i didn't um um for that i'm okay mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 but uh shall, shall i go first or you go first uh, go first. You go first. That's why I said run with it. I, I okay, want to see okay. run with this thing. Yeah. So on Monday, I um, fired up Star Citizen. Uh, I, I, you know, they they, they opened the floodgates on uh, like uh, late Friday in America, and uh, I didn't have a chance to uh, play over the weekend because I was rebuilding my game hard drives because Seagate. Um, and, uh, so Monday I opened it up and, okay, social module, there's, there's, there's no points, there's no competition, there's no killing, it's simply being social, so ergo it must therefore be mundane, because where's the excitement? So, as I load up 
um, the hangar and I go into the elevator, I am literally going, oh my god, oh my god, this is happening. Mm -hmm. is, oh my god, I can't believe I'm so excited. And I went, ah, it was like Christmas. And then I went in the elevator and it loaded and I walked around Artcore. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm too dead inside to get goosebumps, but this is the closest I've been in years. Um, it was just amazing. This is what I was talking about last week. I wanted people to, that, I, that's why I didn't, I was very vague. It was ridiculous. So I, not only have we seen the, um, the videos and all that kind of stuff, but I was there at the Gamescom presentation where we saw the video with the surround sound, deep bass rumble in your gut kind of feeling make it very visceral and it was a bigger punch and reaction sitting down uh experiencing it for myself um there it is wow wow yeah and um i've and i opened up um the chat window and uh people were asking questions doing things mm -hmm. um there was no um, hacksaws, no leet speak. It was people asking questions. I was answering it, um, helping people out, other people helping each other. Uh, we all danced. Uh, we spent some time on the bridge giving each other formal salutes, as is tradition. Um, and, and Of course, <laughs> you can dance if you want to. Don't even get me started. Um, and uh, it was just so good. Um, a really genuine uh, experience. I've never played MMOs. So I'm coming from it from, mm -hmm. is this normal? Uh, no. Okay, so I want to hear, before, uh, <laughs> I want to I hear um, uh, your take on it, Grackis, but you've played MMOs. So I'd like, I have I'd, played many MMOs. I'd like to kind of hear your thoughts on this, on a social module, but currently as it stands compared to MMO uh, environments. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's, it's an early start compared to MMO environments. However, I keep going back to the game, especially because it, it really does have a lot of uh, correlation between the two, but Star Wars Galaxies. And this reminds me of Beta 1, Shuttle 1, Shuttle 2 timeframe. That's how they... they they talked about the beta. Okay. Uh, beta 1, Shuttle 1 was the first part of beta. Shuttle 1 was the first group into that. And the first group got character editor. That's it. We don't have that yet here. However, I can't remember if it was Shuttle 1 or Shuttle 2. We got our first step into the world. And it was just a small section of Tatooine. Mm. It was around Moss Espa, I think, if I remember correctly. And Moss basically... who make the, uh, the Prowler. <laughs> sorry sorry everyone <laughs> so it was a moment that was akin to that times 10 because oh, wow. I remember stepping into Star Wars Galaxies and with Star Wars Galaxies I was reading up in, in, in gaming magazines yes this was back when you had to actually get magazines to read about gaming stuff and it wasn't just all online all the time you, you actually needed paper media that existed for all the young people out there. Um, so yes, it, it was in the time of that. And I'd been reading up on it kind of like yeah. we're going through with star citizen now. And I finally got to step into that world and it was holy crap. Mm. This is, this, this feels awesome. And this was back when graphics were far, far crappier, but still the graphics were amazing for the time. Mm -hmm. And now this took it to a whole different level because even though there aren't the NPCs wandering about and you could just see some other characters and there's some very basic stuff, the city felt big. And that was the, the thing. It has a feeling of depth to it. It has a feeling... It, it, it has where... a literal feeling of depth because it's cause, cause just because of the dimensional, dimensionality yeah. of it. It has an actual... A... a 
a very visceral, emotional connection to the areas that you're in, where you can actually feel the emotion of the environment to some degree. You can feel tension in the alleyways, wondering if something's going to happen, just because of the lighting and the sounds and the way they've they've just they've designed everything, and they really yeah. paid attention to the detail. And yeah. then the bridge, the high the high bridge. Let's, in Corp. let's take it to the bridge. That is probably my favorite spot. It is a lot of people's favorite spot in the social module because you can walk up there onto this high bridge and you look out over the city and you can you can feel the distance because there is an actual distance between it, even though some of them are low-res buildings, and we'll get into that part of it later. But you can stand there and watch all the, the ships traveling overhead, sort of Blade Runner almost, or Fifth Element, uh, that sort of traffic-type pattern with the ships flying over the city and then coming really close pass over your head is just a cycle of different ships over the bridge. And you mm. can sit there and listen and it's the sound of the, the city is going on in the background and the sound of the engines. You can hear, hear traffic and hear a liveliness and a bustle. And it doesn't even have the NPCs yet. And it feels alive. It's a good sound. It has a few NPCs like positioned in certain spots, but they aren't With really interactive. Dead fiery eyes. Oh god, they have the weird dead black. They look like they're from the X Files with the the black oil. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's compared to other MMOs, this feels alive. Yeah. In a way that I have not had that feeling. So to put into context, um, for everybody watching and listening, this is Late Night Vacuum, a podcast about Star Citizen. We do do other space games as and when, but let's be honest, we are Star Citizen fanboys. Oh, um, but it doesn't mean we're not critical. We're, we, are, we are critical from a supportive viewpoint. We try to say, you know, we want, we want this to succeed. Here's our thoughts as to various things we're talking about the our experiences with social module in even if we took away any potential bias of that our support could bring it was freaking awesome oh god it was that, <laughs> that doesn't take away the fact that there are yeah. some aspects from it yeah there are things that are problematic, especially with trying to get into the social module right now. It's it's a lot of standing in the elevator going, can't connect, can't connect, can't Which connect. Which is connection really error, odd, because I've connect, seen that error. happening, and I had no problem. It depends on the time of day and the number of people connecting at that moment. Um, if, if you're catching it at the end of a workday in Europe, it's still yeah. enough people that aren't connected that you can get right in. So if I do it at, like, 4, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Eastern time frame, I can get right in. Bang. No problem. Nice. I do that at 6 p.m. Eastern and nothing. Nope. Game over. That's not good. That's not good at all. So it's a fight to try and get access. And that is because they're still working on spinning up all the servers and getting that working. And that's part of this test. It's like a stress test very, very, very early in the process, which, which in is the fantastic. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what people uh, aren't realizing. I mean, what happened to the last MMO that went live that you played that didn't have that, you know, didn't have this stress test? Uh, that didn't have a, they all have stress oh, tests. Oh, you know, but at the, at the end, in other words, did it, you know, it's like when the floodgates opened, did it kind of totally crash? They've Is all the, done that. Okay. Every so single all, Obviously, I can say, well, hopefully this will kind of help mitigate that. But of course, yes. when this eventually does go live, it's going to crash and crash hard. And, and, and that's okay. What we can say is that at least one of their servers didn't catch fire. What? Wildstar during the beta. One of their servers caught fire during a uh, oh, you are stress kidding. test. You are kidding me. <laughs> they actually had a server catch fire. Oh, to be honest, that's really kind of cool in a very, oh God, no sense. <laughs> um, it, it was, their tweets about it afterwards were funny. They, and their Vine too. Their Vine was of the, the server admin guy under yeah. his desk curled into a ball rocking back and forth. They took a Vine of that. Oh, shit. They Actually, walked into his office. Where is he? They then show under the desk. He's just rocking back and forth. As a quick aside, I think uh, Wildstar is going uh, free to play. I believe it is. Yeah. So well, I think that just finally. came out from PAX. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, anything else about the social module? I mean, we hope everybody who's currently got an account has has tried it out because I think it really does cement what they're trying to do. Um, one thing I found quite interesting was there's been an adjustment. I think now we, they did show. So, there's a couple of things to talk about here because they did show the next planetary landing. Um, I apologize for laughing right now. Yeah, go on. Do you want to tell it? Toys in, in chat just said when he plays Heroes of the Storm now, anytime he melee stuns another hero, he goes, HUGS! So it is, it is spreading. For, 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 for uh, podcast listeners, when Graki streams, he sometimes has, shall we say, a hug attack, or more importantly, a hug again. Yes. Um, and as a result, he hugs anything that moves. And the hugging normally means crashing into. It's quite funny. Yes, um, it's a melee attack. It's point blank, and it's, it's typically horrifyingly painful for either myself or them. Yeah. So um, just to, oh, my brain has detached and floated off into space. <laughs> um, back to Nix. Back to Nix. So there's a couple of things I think it's worth covering because we did get some amazing content coming out from Star Citizen, uh, from Robert Space Industries, CIG. Oh, yes. uh, now, to kind of give some context to this, um, uh, as part of the social module release, um, uh, Tony Zurovec, who is basically um, uh, we're working with Chris and leading the persistent union, uh, persistent union, persistent universe um, release. Um, has persistent universe. Being universe, thank you, painkillers. Um, <laughs> has uh, did a fantastic post about where social is going and how social is the precursor to the persistent universe. Um, yes. um, uh, but before we talk about that we did get to see the next video which was the nix um now to kind of the reason we have art core is because this is actually a landing area for the ships and that you can explore Correct. and walk around in um nix is another one do you want to kind of explain nix and, and the video i can't remember the exact system planet name because i always forget those things but nix i can i can explain all of the details of the video and basically it starts off and you can see sort of a rocky surface underneath a, a hornet you you're in a hornet and you're going through the automated landing sequence sort of flying across the surface and you can see cranes and other ships sort of off in the background and and you can see like the ground underneath you and it's it's dark and you know, it looks like a lunar surface almost. Yeah. And then the camera pans up slightly in the cockpit and you can tell, oh no, this is no lunar surface. This is an asteroid. And you can see off in the distance. A giant asteroid. Oh yes, it is a giant asteroid. And the thing is, if you're not watching that upper edge of the screen and you're going, oh my God, look at all the details of the surface and all these, you miss the fact that this is just one giant asteroid and you can see hundreds more off in this belt it's a yeah. belt of asteroids and it's like holy crap this is yeah. just one asteroid in an entire field yeah oh man and and it takes you through this whole landing sequence across the surface and you see mining cranes and other vehicles down below and you can see a couple of ground-based vehicles which are like the the apcs from uh, uh aliens. aliens yeah and yeah. with that craggy surface too it looks like a scene from Aliens with those two down there. And it's like, oh, this is nice. It's mm. got that sort of, you know, that off in the corner of the verse feeling. And, and that's when the size of what they're doing hits. What's really interesting about um, that is, I mean, apart from that, so you land next to a giant hole. Um, yes. Uh, but the hole is massive and we don't even get to see it, but you can still feel it as it were. And then you see the underground scene in there a little bit too. Yeah. Which I couldn't tell because the sound changed a little. It And I saw like little floating white yeah. marks and I couldn't tell if they were bubbles. I couldn't tell if that section of the asteroid was underwater. Let's say no, because that would be too awesome if it was. Um, what I did notice with that video is um, there was a bit of a frame rate stutter um, as it came into land. Now, that would be seen typically as a oh god that sucks it's but um obviously that'll be optimized but the yeah. the the thing to note is why did that stutter 
this is in an engine <laughs> exactly um, yeah that's that's kind of like when you you when you when you check a nice suit you you kind of look at the stitching in the cuff and the in the in the lining because you don't want it to be precise because then it was a, mis a machine stitch you want it to be slightly um out of sync uh because then you know it was hand to hand stitched i didn't uh, know that about suits thank yeah. you no worries. Um, so uh, that's what this kind of showed. It was like, damn. That, yeah, this yeah. is what we will get to experience. So, so let's say it started because there was too much awesome to be contained in any single frame. It's kind of true because yeah. they were coming up on that giant hole and it had to probably gotten a range of rendering other things in the background and went it's, stutter. It's very common that when you, when you come up um, uh, to a giant hole, you begin to stutter. <clears throat> anyway, Nyx. So that was Nyx. Um, so this all kind of coincided with um, a social module post that Tony Zurovec put out, um, where he he basically talks about um, the uh, the, the plans of happy. Yeah, and I'll pop this in the podcast show notes um for the for the happy trail and um we talk about, about the future um and oh, basically like the next so bright. the next six or so um releases are going to come out one after the other there is some dependencies um uh with uh the branching of of uh code bases being merged together which they've they've, they've pretty that. much they've pretty much finished it almost um i, I know i've jumped ahead left or something out of and they started with something ridiculous like, like tens of thousand uh, yeah yeah so um by the time you know i was saying this right now in real time yeah they they probably finished um, um and then they'll probably do a couple of weeks of testing and whatnot um but that kind of tells you that the big obstacles for many releases in, um it, it will be done um so we've got subsumption and a whole bunch of things this is too detailed and too high quality um uh document i think for us to kind of go in any length of time without this becoming a four hour i know uh, there's so much in there uh, yeah we recommend you checking it out. Yeah. So if you if you've got this on the audio podcast, you're going to see a link in, in in the description. So so grab that link and check out. Very much so. And subsumption we can touch on just a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to? Subsumption basically is their their term for AI. It, it mm. and I'm not just talking general AI. I'm talking this universe has come alive AI. Like, mm. hey, guess what? They're doing their basic jobs now. The NPCs are out there, they're populated, and they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, which is they're they're real living people within the universe. Yeah, it's it when we say jobs, it's not hey, I run a clothes store. It's hey, I wake up, I go to I have lunch, I go have breakfast, I go to work, I I go for a smoke break. I I do these things when I engage with these types of customers. I, I then go off and have lunch. Um, you know, uh, yes. it's the it's the cycle that connects to the economic uh, module, as it were. Basically, it's it, the idea is if you aren't paying close attention, you shouldn't be able to easily tell the difference between an NPC and a player yeah. right away. Obviously, a player is going to have completely different behavior, so you'll be able to tell it if you you know pay attention but if at a glance you shouldn't be able to know is that is that a player or an npc they should be indistinguishable at a quick glance yeah and then when you when you see people kind of just trying to run everywhere and then getting really tired and walking very slowly everywhere that's probably a pc <laughs> and, and, and jumping up onto random boxes and yeah it, though it would be hilarious if they added that to subsumption just that, you that know some be. sort of crazed drugged out characters um, that just go and do that stuff could, when players no, could do. you it, imagine it's like a it's like a meme like planking so all the npcs <laughs> start copying what other pcs do um and then the cops go and arrest them for being all weird <laughs> don't be weird we don't we don't like that um uh, <laughs> um so oh i've had another brain fart because i was going to say something and then i read something in chat um the what yeah so the, here's the thing about the Knicks. we're actually going to get access to the Knicks now 
Nyx is uh, a slightly more shady kind of place. It's it's not Spider. Spider is um, basically the land of the pirates. Um, but it's, so it's a it's a it's a place where you can be a a, a good person or uh, a bit of a smuggler, a bit of a never do well. You know, the lines Nyx are a little bit gray. gray yeah, Spider is the um... black. What's the name of it from old Caribbean? Um, I can't remember the name of the city, but it, it's yeah, the pirate haven city. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Nyx is part of, I think, their original um, uh, plan for release. Now, I may be completely wrong in this. Grakis, you can correct me. Okay. Um, the, the original plan was to get, uh, say, about four or five systems out. Five. Five systems out with they a call land, it the main five. The main yeah. five with a landing zone in each. Yes. Now it looks as if they're actually um, instead, and this makes so much more sense, is they're actually going to be working on Stanton in more depth. Um, uh, uh, because then we'll have Art Corp Crusader and Microtech Hurston. Um, yeah, Microtech Hurston. Uh, was Baring one of them? I can't remember. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. In corporate lands. Yeah, but what that what that means is that um, it's been a long build to get the social module out because they had to develop many other things, but including the the R assets. So they've now got um, base assets which they can retexture, reuse, and this is where some of the procedural generation work they've been doing has come in uh, to play. Which means that they're actually going to have um, a faster and much easier time of bringing um the stanton system out and up uh then simply moving into new systems with new design ethics um yep. that doesn't mean that that's going to take a long time to do it's just that they've now started to kind of they've got the pipeline as it were better sorted out and they're prioritizing very much so very in a way much so. yeah so what that means is that um uh, kind of taking forwards the the social the social module um, working with um, AC 2.0 when that comes out means that we'll have a large map that will have uh, the various um, planets and their landing zones come online. So we can go to planet, get in ship, go to space, go to other planet, land, yeah. switch ship, go. Yeah. So on and so forth. And also, an, unlike um, Arena Commander, where it's, uh, oh, you play a game for 20 minutes, um, you can fly around in, 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 in the large map and just experience the large map and discover things and find other players. And NPCs. And NPCs. So it's going to be a very interesting space, and they're going to turn on the, system, the, 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 the planets as it, as it kind of gets ready. We will get to travel to Nyx um uh sooner rather than later but it's an it's a, it's a little change to the kind of release yeah and nix i think they they might not allow us to get there through flight right away i think yeah, it's going to be yeah, a hangar job it's going to be a wonka it's going to be a wonka vader situation yeah the glass elevator um and uh also uh coming up as part of the art core release um sooner rather than later is uh, uh the million mile high club yes so for um for a period those people who got a completionist package um got basically their own club um and that's yes, going to be accessible and we know some people with those so we're going to get to visit the million mile high club hopefully um so anything else been happening in the world of star citizen Oh my God! There's been so many different things. They they had um, E War. They had their first post about E War. E War. Now this ties in with the fact that we've got right now we're in the middle of a Vanguard um, sale. So a Vanguard used to be known as the Bulldog is a is a deep range is a deep deep range long range. It's long because, range. It, it, a long range. They use both. Yeah, uh, a dogfighter, um, shall we say. It's uh, it's the ship that is designed to not only get there but get shot to pieces and then and, get home and then get home. Oh yes. Um, which always reminds me about um, how, how do you design a, a ship? Uh, I can't remember the story, rather apocryphal, but still true. Um, 
uh, when um, in World War Two, when ship when when planes were coming back, um, absolutely uh, shot to pieces. Um, a clever person actually used that as uh, part of the understanding the design about how these these planes could get back rather than trying to make it that they don't get damaged yep. uh, they were trying to make it it's like how do they survive and it was an, a very interesting way of thinking that was how they designed the b-17 initially that was the idea is that yeah. it could get shot to hell but it would still possibly make it back and that was the idea is if you could make it back then you were okay it was the can take damage but keep going idea yeah so the reason why the e-war document came out is because um there and are... for those that don't know e-war stands for electronic warfare yes um so uh it came out because um the two variants came out for the 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 uh the vanguard one of them is the harbinger assuming direct control we've we've all heard of it um and and that is the oh my god it's the tally buster yeah i went there um it's the tally wannabe it's, it's the tally whacker um, <laughs> so and the other one is the sentinel which is uh, an e-war variant yes so talk about e-war and what it means to the game Okay, E-War, or Electronic Warfare, is essentially the, the the disruption portion of the game. The hacking and the information running and gathering and collecting. It's the, the spy game, essentially, within and everything else. Um, and each of the E-War components for a ship have different specializations. For hmm. example, there's two ships right now that are outright for Electronic Warfare, for E-War. You have the Herald. By Drake, yeah. and then you have the um, Aegis Vanguard, the Sentinel variant. Um, we also would. Would you count the 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 tracker? Maybe the tracker or the stealth, but not as much. The tracker is is not so much E War as it is situational awareness. It's more of a scanning ship. The stealth one, if you put the right modules on it, but that that's more about stealth strike than it would be about electronic warfare. I mean, you could module it up and add different components to it. You can make any ship kind of do anything if you outfit it a certain way. It's just certain ships are going to be better at doing certain things than others. Yeah. And even within Electronic Warfare, there's two, and they talk about it in the, the Q&A for the Vanguard. There are two split different paths for E-War within that, and the Vanguard is going to be very, very good at causing sort of confusion in the battlefield. Mm. It's going to be able to fire off EMP charges and sort of, you know, confuse people and fire off distraction missiles where, oh, God, there's ships coming in from over here. No, nope, it's it's a false signature. It's a crybaby. I'm calling those missiles crybabies because they mimic uh, a ship. Fire, yes, it's, yes. It's, those, those missiles are our crybaby. That is a <laughs> Firefly crybaby. I saw the, how they described it, and I'm like, that, yep, they That's did the add the crybaby. Baby. Yeah. So they can sow chaos into a battlefield situation and, you know, mess with people's radars and, and stuff like that. Their their equipment is designed to do that. Mm. Whereas a Herald is has got a much larger data core for it. So it can hold more information more securely. And so, the Herald is designed for intercepting transmissions, running transmissions. Yeah. The data runner aspect. Exactly. So it's you have two different sides, even within the whole electronic warfare. There's it's, there's like sort of subsets of specialty. It's like the trickster versus the data speedster. Um, what was it that that story about uh, checking the um, it, somebody's internet speed? They attached like a a flash drive to a pigeon or something, and then they tried to download that four gigabytes through the internet and and the pigeon got to such and such a place faster i don't know if you know that story I, i've told it really well i i, I can really feel that i've i've given it my all with my storytelling um but basically the yeah the the herald would be the faster way to run yeah. that, that data the, the herald would be the pigeon with the flash drive in that situation. catch the pigeon or stop the pigeon um and i can be i can be muttly um so yeah, so it's kind of like the E-War for me is 
it works off the signatures it works and it gives a, and they're talking about a whole new range of countermeasures that you can drop uh yes. you've you've got um missiles that you can fire which if they hit can can um c create a connection for hacking and attempting to over to take you over basically it's a data link missile uh, yeah um just so much goodness um so the war is a great read um i may have upgraded my uh vanguard to a uh, harbinger Ah, did now? Did you do the upgrade, or did you, is your Vanguard uh, befooked now? Uh, okay, so he so he used the technical term to befooked, uh, which uh, they they had a plan to call uh, upgrade kits field upgrade kits, but the it it didn't kind <laughs> of so now they're battlefield upgrade kits, so they're bucks, not fucks. Ah, except um, in their Q and A, they actually did have in one section of that BFUKs. <laughs> so yeah. battlefield upgrade kits. So when you want to upgrade, you want your ship to be fooked. Uh, yes, don't be fooked. <laughs> I'm sounding more Scottish. Um, so yeah, so I actually um, took my base, upgraded it to the Harbinger, and then I got two bucks, um, uh, almost three fifty. Um, uh, Give no be fooks, no tree fitty, no free fitty, uh, and I got uh, I got the warden, which allows it to go back to base, and I also got the sentinel, which allows me to go to E War. Um, this has basically been the nail in the coffin for my um, herald. Yeah, it, the heralds. I don't have a vanguard though, so I've still got mine for data running. Plus, I. I, it's ugly as sin with the the symmetry now. I liked the asymmetry I liked because it, it made ugly the ugly with right. The, yeah, exactly. Instead of symmetrically ugly, asymmetry actually offset that kind of ugliness in a way that made it lovable. It if, was it's it was the ugly duckling. Now I, it's yeah. Now it's Quasimodo. I'd much rather be Tom Waits than Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's 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 not my aesthetic choice. So, but yeah, so that's kind of out the window for me. Um, much else happening with Star Citizen? Anything else kind of spring to mind? Um, they were recently in ATV in Shipshape. They did talk about the Reliant and its white boxing phase, as well as they talked about earlier than that, the Herald and the Reliant in the way that they are probably a bit further in the pipeline than we might think. Mm. And we should be seeing them pretty soon, hopefully. I'm looking forward to that. I will be holding on to my Herald just so I can fly it around. Um, yes. But then after that, I shall, I shall consign it to the Great Melting Pot. Or you could just wreck it. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. It's a very good point. Uh, but I'd actually like to see it in my hangar, I think, before. Because if not, I'll take it to a landing pad. Um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much covers us. Um, I don't think there's much more to talk about, in, but my 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 brain is exiting. Your brain is starting to exit. Starting, I mean, he says. <laughs> I mean, the, there was there was a lot of detail inter, um, information in this week's AMA with mm -mm. DevOps. Oh yeah, there was another thing. There was uh, there was that DevOps thing. Yeah, and I. I would love to talk about that for hours, but that's something that I recommend you going to the Star Citizen Reddit and reading through if that is your cup of tea, we'll say, mm -hmm. because it is a lot of technical detail. And for me, it was woo -hoo -hoo -hoo, but for other people, it could be. Yes, the nerd power was high. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good reading, um, but it, it kind of goes into a great detail. We, we could possibly talk a little bit about that in, in the after show, though. Um, there's no, uh, quiz, um, today. Um, so next week we'll do a follow-up where, um, I'll ask tons of questions to Grakis and we'll see which ones were true or false. I will fail miserably. Uh, you will fail beautifully. I'm, and we call, will, oh. I'm calling the, the under right now so that I can bet on myself failing and then I win either way. 
I'm playing the numbers. <laughs> awesome source. So what we'll do is we'll say bye to you now, um, and then we'll come back for um, uh, a nice bit of uh, after-show chat and hang out and answer questions directly from 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 everybody who's watching us live. Um, but uh, yeah, I am just so happy that we have social module. It's 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 that kind of oh yes. It's it, it's it's like that connect four, that moment where you get that line, um, that all the pieces are connecting and coming I, together. I would say it's the moment right before the line when you notice it. Yeah. It, that that moment of I I see it I see the connect four there it is that I I only need two more moves and they can't block it no matter what so this is it. This is the moment it's it's all gonna fall into place and it's that moment right there where you're just like, ooh, it's in my grasp. But it isn't quite there yet. You have to you have to be patient and wait for the extra little bit. Mm mm mm. But mm, that's Susan. It is getting there. I'm so happy. Ooh, you went with Susan. It's what I do. I'm European. Um, <laughs> so, Grakis, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Grakis, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as on Twitter and YouTube under the same names. Yeah. And you can find me, Dubla Thackeray, at twitch.tv slash Dubla Thackeray. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. So, thanks, Grakis. Grakis. <laughs> if you like what you heard please do feel free to follow us we also do video stuff as well and give us a review on iTunes it doesn't matter if it's good, bad or just indifferent we want to hear what you have to think well, not everything you have to think I mean, that, that could be a lot <laughs>